Hey guys, Chris here and welcome to Rise of Humanity. For today's episode, I'm joined by entrepreneur, world-renowned author, inspirational speaker, spiritual teacher and psychic medium, Sunny Dawn Johnston. Sunny uses her spiritual gifts and her intuitive gifts to help people become the greatest version of themselves and live truly inspired lives. She has performed thousands of private sessions, readings and workshops that have helped people to move into a higher vibration of being and live from the heart. Sunny is a truly passionate, dedicated light worker who is sharing her gifts with the world in a truly wonderful way. So Sunny, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So um, could you just go into a bit more detail for the listeners about uh, the, the work that you are doing? It seems like we've got a lot of cool different things going on, looking at your website, retreats, coaching. Uh, could you just talk uh, a little bit on that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of uh, have a lot of things going on. You know, I'm an Aries, yeah. so I like to stay busy, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess probably where I... My the most of my attention is is really on uh, teaching, helping people to um, let go of kind of the old pain, uh, be present in the moment. Teaching people how to connect with their loved ones, or to connect with the angelic realm, um, or to connect with the spirit world. Uh, I do a lot of of um, uh, teaching on and helping people really coaching, I guess, on how to. Um, create what it is they want and get out of what they don't want, you know, heal the, heal the patterns that have created mm. the challenges or conflicts in, in our lives. And I do that through fun ways because I think joy is extremely important. So retreats and traveling and fun workshops and events that, um, raise the vibe because I think that when we raise the vibe, we can, we can see from a different perspective and that is really critical. I think. Yeah. I mean, what's the, um, how do you find the power of doing, I mean, you mentioned about retreats there and just being in that different environment, I suppose, for people and being able to you know, connect with other people and just the whole energy, does that bring like a, a new, a new level of, um, you know, healing to the experience? Well, and I think changes your perspective, you know, when you get out of the everyday cycle of what you're in and you can witness life from a different perspective, it helps you to to, you know, put a new set of glasses on. And I think oftentimes when we can see maybe some of the patterns or some of the ways that we're showing up that we could show up differently when we're not in it, you know, and we're not reacting from the habits and the, and the, um, and the traditions that we've been taught, then we can change that, that behavior, or at least become aware of it to then make the change because everything is going to start with awareness. Of course, we have to be aware that it's an issue in the first place. Yeah, and I think, yeah, getting out of your the environment you're in is so powerful because, you know, when you're in it, you can't see it, as you said, and you continually just play out the same pattern over and over again. But, yeah, getting out of that environment into something new, somewhere new is very powerful. So, I mean, how how do you kind of put your coaching work together? Do you combine, you know, your intuitive gifts with people, you know, as well as, you know, just just coaching them one-on-one -on -one and kind of things. How does it, how does the process uh, look for you? You know, uh, it's, it tends to be different with each person that comes to me. So, uh, because based on their needs, 
what, what it is that they're looking for. So if I've got somebody that's coming to me because they're wanting to connect with a, a deceased loved one, that experience is going to be a bit different than someone who's struggling in their marriage or wants to make a career change or is having you know, major health issues. So, but bottom line in all of it is, uh, what I do is set the intention before they are there to, um, to be able to guide from the highest perspective that they can connect with at that time. So whether that is through intuitive guidance, whether it's through practical, uh, suggestions, whether it's through, uh, reflecting back to them, the, the beauty and the grace and the power that they have, uh, it can be any and all of those depending on the situation. And that's not usually as much, it doesn't feel like anyway, as much up to me as it is kind of the way spirit guides the situation or the experience. So I kind of step in from a place of knowing that we'll have the experience that they need for their highest and greatest good because that's the intention we've set. And I allow myself to be open to to, to be kind of a guide or channel for that energy to serve them in, in, in whatever way is for their greatest good. Mm, yeah, that's great. And I think, do you, do you feel that that makes you a much more you know, effective coach and be able to help people more effectively? Obviously, the more tools you have, obviously, you know, makes you more adaptable. But I think um, maybe some coaches, they get maybe stuck you know, they learn one technique and then that's kind of all they can use. Um, and it's just, they turn up with that same technique all the time. But I suppose having, for you, it sounds like you can have that kind of open space to allow something, you know, more magical to flow in. Yeah, you know, I think that's a great point. It, it I think that the difference oftentimes is I don't go in with an expectation of what it's supposed to look like. And so, and or what I think they need. So, you know, I can have my own uh, opinions outside of that healing space. But as I step into that healing space, I'm open to the guidance that um, that spirit is giving me things that maybe we don't even know about, you know, that maybe they haven't even considered might be, you know, one of the core issues that's continuing the pattern that's showing up in their life. And so I think oftentimes when we when we go into anything, you know, when I speak at events, it works the same way. I used to, you know, make a plan and have my speech written out to in, in various, you know, levels to share. And then I realized, you know what, what I'm saying and I'm planning to share with people is never as important as what comes through me when I'm in front of the people. And so if I can get out of the way, uh, and allow that inspiration to come through me and then assign the the tools or use the tools that that are best suited for that situation whether it's you know I mean I'm trained in a lot of areas so it could be hypnotherapy it could be um, energy work it could be you know doing uh, a reading with their loved ones it could be going back into and looking at their diet and 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 food choices so the emotional components, what their history is in their, in their, in their family. So that way, I think it serves the greatest good for each individual instead of what, you know, um, we've been taught is, okay, now go through the checklist and see what they need and then fill it in. Yeah, that's awesome. And do you think that's something that kind of can spread, you know, you can use across your life as a whole rather than just professionally? Because I mean, we always want to know, you know, 
what's coming up, what action should I take, what decision should I make? And do you think when you start, you can start to like live that like throughout your whole life and kind of just be open to to what maybe the universe is, has got a, a higher plan for you? Right, yeah. Like, you know, the way I look at it is uh, I don't make a lot of plans because uh, <laughs> I, I actually trust spirit a little more than I trust my own head. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. I can think that, hey, this is the best way and this is – this is what needs to happen. What I realized is that oftentimes the um, the inspiration or the guidance is is much more valuable to me than what I think needs to happen. And so I think oftentimes for me in my own personal life is you know uh, a, a, an opportunity to kind of surrender, and that's not an easy word even for me. Um, but surrender into what's being presented in front of me and trusting. Uh, which is my favorite affirmation, trusting the process of the universe or spirit uh, to that I'm in the right place at the right time and following that guidance. So I think sometimes we get so uh, hung up, stuck in, you know, the checklist and, okay, I need to do this by then and, and I've got to have this at this point and, and this is the way to get there. And instead kind of following that, inspiration because sometimes that's you know for me that's where the magic is that's where the miracles are that's where the the inspiration is is in those moments that that i just followed that guidance and you know around that corner is this is this bliss or this joy yeah and um yeah that's great and i think yeah when you get into that kind of intuitive flow maybe maybe life stops becoming like oh i need to make a you know, a huge decision every day. But what do you say to like people who are, you know, stuck, who just feel stuck and they always think, you know, they wake up every day thinking, oh, I need to, you know, I need to make some big decision on, you know, what I need to do with my career, what I need to do about this, that and the other, and they just don't know where to start. Is that just because they're just out of flow in general or is a process, you know, to making good decisions? I think it could be both. I, I think a lot of people have their own process, but if they're stuck, then something isn't working, you know? So um, I think that then it's, you know, let's get, let's break it down because I think oftentimes we feel if we get into the energy of overwhelmment, um, mm. I don't even know if that's a word, but it's my word. So, uh, <laughs> but if we get into that energy where we're feeling that, that sense of, of being overwhelmed, then it's usually a sign to me that we are not keeping up with the desires and the wants that we've asked for. And what that generally means is we're getting in the way. So we have an idea of the way it's supposed to look, which is oftentimes what it is, that we, we are expecting things to show up in a particular way and we're missing the way they actually are showing up. Uh, so when we get into that overwhelmment, if we're not keeping up with the things that we're desiring, that our heart's desiring, then we need to look at where can I get into allowance? Where can I allow more flexibility, more possibility? Instead of so such controlled structure, maybe we need to, you know, skip work one of the days in the middle of the week and, and go play. Maybe you need to um, do some journaling around what it is you're experiencing instead of just repeating the same, you know, story over and over again. So it, it's changing it up, I think, and not being so... Um, um, restrictive that you you are not open to the allowance of energy moving in a different way because when we're stuck when we're feeling stuck 
what we're doing isn't working. So we need to do something different. Yeah. And I suppose, and that kind of comes back to, as you mentioned earlier about getting stuck in those repeating patterns, because if you, if you do feel stuck, I suppose you can, it's just coming, if you come into the present moment and change your energy and allow, as you said, maybe, you know, you are on the right path to, you know, creating your heart's desires, but you're just allowing that energy to block you from seeing it. Or, or overwhelm you or frustrate you or mm-hmm. um, you're not feeling like it's happening fast enough yeah. or that it's you're not recognizing the miracle that's in front of you like the day-to-day kind of things sometimes we just we just miss those and we don't we can't see the bigger picture of how this plus this plus this plus this is taking us where it is we want to go we get caught up in the in the frustration and the and the need to see it right now and you know to me, uh, I'm much more about believing is seeing versus seeing is believing. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, how do your? I'm curious. How do your spiritual and intuitive uh, gifts manifest for you? Is it? Can you kind of? Uh, I mean, communicating with spirit guides, or can you like tap into your kind of a high intuition at any moment? Do you have like a practice? How does it uh, look for you? Well, you know, this, this it started for me when I was 13 years old uh, is when I kind of uh, became aware that there was more to this physical world than what I knew. And, um, and that, was, that was an experience where I, I awakened in the middle of the night and I saw my guardian angel. And I didn't actually even believe in angels or think I had an angel. So <laughs> it was a complete shock, right? But that, what that did is it opened up this whole other world of, oh, my gosh, if I can see this, then what else is there in the world? And that's what started, you know, my my journey and my awareness of not only my intuition, but this the spiritual support that we have around us, our angels, our guides, our, our, our loved ones. And so uh, when I as I developed that, you know, I was a young kid. And so as I was developing that, I started to recognize how my gifts uh, show up and, and they, they people around me that were intuitive um, told me they were gifts. But in my experience, they didn't feel like gifts to me because the way that my intuition comes to me the strongest is through feeling. So I'm an empath. A lot of people will relate to that. And, uh, and so I feel uh, the energy that people are stuck in, I feel it. So I can recognize what that is and then ask for the guidance on how they can move it. If they're in grief, I feel that. If they're in physical pain, I feel that. If they're in emotional pain, I feel that. So because I'm a feeler, I think that that activates that part of me that wants to then help that person heal uh, release that energy. And, uh, you know, it hasn't always felt like a gift for sure. Uh, it felt that when yeah. I was a teenager in early twenties, it felt like a curse, honestly, like, Oh my God, this is supposed to be a gift. Cause this is terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as I learned how to, um, how to become aware of the energy and how to maintain the energy, and I learned how to discern what was mine and what wasn't. Um, then I could use it as a powerful gift because if I was feeling this within and I could share that with someone, they go, oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. Then I could ask, not from a place of owning it, but from a place of observation, 
How can we now release that? And then the guidance would come through, whether that's emotional work or physical work or changing your attitude or getting out of an environment, the guidance would come from that place forward. So my practice really is to be open. But over the years, in the last, you know, 25, 35 years, I've really developed kind of a, a morning routine that gets me set in, um, in my own energy so that I can be that observer and that support and maybe guide for other people. And, and that's, that's, you know, a pretty um, simple process. But it's for a lot of people, they think it's, it's a lot, but I do some meditation um, I call on my angels and guides to ask for support. I, uh, I, I, I ask specifically Archangel Michael to help me to maintain my own energy so that I don't absorb, because empaths oftentimes absorb the energy of their clients and friends and family. I don't want to absorb it. I want to observe it. I want to witness it. So I, I call in that support. And then I ask each morning how I can serve. And I ask spirit to, to allow me to serve in my greatest, greatest and highest good for those, those that, um, that it was for their greatest and highest good. And that, that's kind of my practice. And then my daily life and the way that I show up in, in, in the world, whether it's through my, my clients and one-on-one -on -one sessions, whether it's through groups, um, my mentoring students, or whether it's through my, my teaching and seminars and things like that, or whether it's through my personal life is my daily practice, you know, is to walk my talk and mm -hmm. is to follow that guidance and to be open and to allow and, and to be present. And, you know, I, I, I some days are better than others, yes. <laughs> you know, just like anybody else. So life sometimes takes us on a, on a um, topsy turvy road. And, and so I, I do the best I can with what I have in any given moment, just like the rest of us are. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I love that. And um, you mentioned um, there about empaths and saying that distinguishing what's you know yours and not yours. And I imagine that was a big uh, challenge growing up. I mean, could you just talk a little bit about that because I think that's something which you know people struggle with a lot is that they don't they're not aware maybe that there's a possibility that all the some of the emotion and pain and struggle they're feeling isn't actually theirs and you know i think making that distinction can be huge but especially yeah. for empaths as well i've heard a few times that depression is actually caused by uh, absorbing other people's emotions yes absolutely and, and a lot of people don't recognize that they are sensitive so you know this is a lifelong journey for me. And, and I won't say that it's a struggle because I've learned um, most of the time how to be able to um, manage it for my highest and greatest good. But I will say that it for sure has been probably my greatest challenge mm -hmm. um, or one of, you know, I've had a few. So, but it's probably one <laughs> of my greatest challenges. And so when I was, so kind of a, a journey that might help people depending on where they are. When I was younger, um, I would feel people's feelings and emotions, but I didn't even know I was right. So that's in the very beginning. I had no idea that when I'm sitting next to my uncle who, um, is about to have knee surgery and my knee starts throbbing that it's his, I just think there's something wrong with my knee. And I have no idea when I, um, when my parents are arguing and fighting and angry and wanting to get divorced, but they won't, I have no idea that that, that that anger and all that energy that's going on in my household, I'm I'm absorbing. 
Um, but when I started to realize it is when I had a lot of different experiences, as we all do, but I never put the two and two together. But there are a couple of things. One of them was, and this was just a very random, but I had, had I was having a really great day. Like I was, I was in a good place and that wasn't the norm for me. I generally had more of the depressive energy, more of the the lower um, uh, fear, worry, anger, resentment energy. And I, but I was having a really great day and I felt really good. And I, I, um, I walked into um, a, uh, a hospital and I was going to see, I can't remember who it was. I was going to see somebody, but I had a really great day and I walked in and literally immediately when I walked in, it was just like, whoosh, you know, I just felt this heaviness, this density enough that it, as a, you know, late teenager, 18, 19, 20 years old, enough that I realized like, wow, that was, that was odd. And it was just when I walked in and was around, you know, heaviness, what, what usually happens in hospitals. Um, so that was one of them. And then the other one was a couple of years later, I'd gone to a movie with my husband and, uh, we'd come in late. So it was dark. And, uh, I, so I sat down and, you know, it's crowded movie. So we sat down and, and within five minutes of sitting down, my hip and my leg just throbbed. And to the point that I kept shaking, like, I thought, you know, what is going on here? And so the whole movie, I didn't even pay attention to the movie because my leg was just killing me. And when the lights came on, the movie was over. The lady that was sitting next to me and down one row, um, got up real slow on a walker and had a big cast up her leg. And, and it was the same leg. And so I'm like, oh, my God, I just, uh, you know. And then and then as soon as I recognized that was hers, I didn't feel it in my leg any longer. So those couple of experiences are what taught me at first, oh, you pick up other people's energy, their physical pain, their emotional pain. So then the next chunk of years, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I don't really like this. And how do you how do you fix it? Well, that's when I was introduced to connecting with Archangel Michael to help me so that I, the, the word that I was taught was protect my energy. But I don't actually like that word because I think that instills fear. And so what I learned was to ask to help me to maintain my own energy. So I didn't go out there sucking up everybody else's and be the absorber of all that garbage, but instead observe it, witness it, recognize it when it happens, when I feel it, and then acknowledge it. And what I discovered, and it took me a long time to discover this because I didn't have somebody to teach me, um, so probably 10 years, uh, was that when I acknowledged the pain that I was feeling, that, that I didn't know if it was mine or not, but if I acknowledged it, it released from my body. That's how I knew it wasn't mine. So if I would say, hmm, I'm feeling this sadness or this heaviness, and I would acknowledge that, that depth of that, then it would go. So when I started working with clients, and, and I believe this is a gift because spirit would give me the awareness if I felt this, you know, this heaviness in my hip, let's say, I could understand not only what their physical pain was, but maybe where the emotions were coming from because I could tap into that. And when I said, you know, I'm, I'm observing this energy in your hip, and they said, oh, my God, that's so, you know, that's where I'm at, then it would be out of my body. Mm -hmm. So I had to become very, very very committed to a practice of being an observer. And I had to ask every, that's what I do every morning and calling in Archangel Michael. For me, it's angels, but it doesn't, for some people, it may not be that. So it can just be asking to be the observer in the in your life instead of the absorber of life. 
And that consistent practice, and I'm talking every single day without exception, has called me into and allowed me to be then present, acknowledge it, and it moves through my body and I don't carry it. But for a good 10, 15 years, I did. And the thing that was so interesting was I was always sick. I always had pain in my body. I was irritated and frustrated at the drop of the hat. I didn't know why. I couldn't be around crowds. I would feel like I was just like going to suffocate, not claustrophobia, but suff- like there was too much energy emotion around me. Mm-hmm. When I figured that out and became consistent, my entire life changed. Everything changed. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's, it's yes, yeah, it's yeah, a big process, it sounds like. And you, obviously, you've put a lot of work into it. But I suppose, I mean, if you kind of just look at it from a, a higher perspective, it's it's a, a gift you've been given. And when you just learn to manage it and kind of focus focus it and channel it, then it gives you, you know, this amazing ability to help other people, really. Well, and, and I think that a lot of us are like that. A lot of us are, are, are um, we've, we haven't tapped into that potential because it's scary, because it doesn't feel good, because we don't know where it's coming from. And when we recognize that it's just, it's just the way that it's getting our attention um, and that if we can acknowledge it, not run from it, not bury it, not ignore it and deny it, because that's what I did for many years was just push it down. And then what that did for me was it created, um, I created protection in the form of fat. So I gained weight, gained weight, gained weight, gained weight. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that are depressed and a lot of empaths have a lot of weight issues because that's our, that's our form of protection. It's a physical form of protection. Well, that doesn't work. That just creates more of it. What we need is an energetic protection. We need uh, an awareness of what the energy is. And here's a great way that you can tell if you're an empath or not, like a, just a simple one, is if you, um, let's just say your phone rings. And let's say it's that person in your life that just like always has problems, always has problems. And we all have one of those in our lives, right? And every time they call, it's because there's some kind of dramatic something going on. And so when the phone rings and you look at the phone, and either just looking at it, you feel that energy go through your body, or you pick up the phone and you talk for a couple of minutes and your, your mood, your energy, everything shifts. That's how you know you're an empath. Now, you may not be, you know, like an extreme, but if you have that kind of experience and most people, most people, it's like 80% of people do, um, then you likely would benefit from being an observer, not an absorber. And that's I, a lot of my teaching has been on that my whole life because it's been my greatest lesson. And I, I think we teach what we need to learn. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and one of the things that empaths struggled with, I, well, I hear that they struggle with, um, I don't I don't feel like I've really had this issue that much, but being in busy places and being crowd in like large crowds and stuff, you mentioned that earlier. Is that is that something that can be kind of managed or is it literally kind of just a case of, you know, avoid it as much as possible? No, you know what? I love crowds now. Yeah. I love groups. I love being in, you know, I do a lot of speaking and in front of groups of, you know, thousands of people. And I love that now because I've learned how to be the observer. But before, absolutely, I'd be like, oh, that's too many people. You know, I didn't even want to go to a party uh, with 10 or 20 people because like, I just don't want to pick that up. But now I can 
know that the crowds I speak to, usually when people are coming to a, an event that I'm doing, it's because they're looking for a healing of some sort. So, you know, I'm attracting people that would be the people I feared earlier, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yes, you, you absolutely can learn how to manage that because anything we're, we're resisting, anything we're avoiding, it's just going to get worse. And if it's, if it's causing an issue in your life, then you need some support in, in, in working with that. And certainly, you know, I've written about it in several of my books. Um, a lot of my online courses talk about the maintaining of energy. So there's a lot of tools and techniques different. So if it's not angels for you, there's a lot of different ways to approach it that can help you to, to transmute that energy so that you can be really clear and aware of where it's coming from and not take it on. Yeah, that's cool. And what about, um, I don't know if this is just universal or maybe empaths are particularly sim uh, vulnerable to it, but what about like... Um, uh, information overload because um, it's just so it feels like sometimes there's just so much going on in the world there's so much I need to read as you know social media is just crazy do you think you need to protect yourself from just the energy as well of just how kind of the how hectic the world is and how fast things are moving for sure uh you know I many years ago I quit watching the news mm -hmm. um I quit uh putting myself in um in uh, environments that were were either felt too um, frenetic to me, uh, and 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 then I realized, well, I don't want to avoid it. I don't want to have fear around it, but I I also get to choose where I want to invest my time, and so I think we have to remember that is where do we want to invest our time that raises our vibration that doesn't lower it. And so for me, a lot of the the social media is. Um, you know, I, I kind of have my own little area that I go to that I do for my own clients and students, but I don't go and spend a bunch of time on it. I don't watch the news. I haven't for almost 15 years um, because this is the thing. A lot of people will say that's burying your head in the sand. Well, I will guarantee you that when there are things I need to know about, people tell me about them. So, yeah. you know, I, I find out about it one way or another pretty darn quick. So, so the reality of it for me is, I get to choose the energy that I put myself into. We all do. And whether it feels that way or not is a different story. But we do get to choose where we put our attention. And so I, I would choose um, with great awareness of how you feel in it. And if you are feeling that way in every area, then we've got to do some things to learn how to manage it so that it's not taking you over and that you can still have the choice. Some people love um, the, the, the news. They love watching the, the, the debates and all those kinds of things and, and, and the information of what's happening. So then learning how to be the witness of it instead of carrying it with you is critical to, to maintain your own health and well-being. Yeah, I like that. And I suppose it kind of ties back into being, as you said earlier, about being the observer rather than the yeah. absorber. <laughs> Got it. The news, yeah, the news is definitely, I don't watch the news and I think it's definitely one that you need to be very careful of just because the amount of low vibration and negativity that's coming out of it is can be, you know, extremely uh, disempowering, I think. Absolutely. And, and it can also um, trigger so many fears that then an empath doesn't even know what's theirs and what isn't. And, it, and then it becomes, that's everything that you see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Couldn't agree more.
<laughs> so can you use any other kind of like favorite tips you have like for keeping vibration high i mean i know you mentioned obviously you've got your your daily practice and you do your meditation and avoiding news and things like that. is there anything else that you think's you know particularly important to be aware of at least you know, I think that I, I think that bringing joy into your life each day is really important, uh, regardless of what that is. I, I, I think that, you know, we all experience joy in different ways, and it's not that one's better than the other. You know, some people love to run, but I'm telling you, if I'm running, I am not joyful. <laughs> so, you know, but whatever that whatever that is for you, like making a point that at the end of the day, that you've done something that's joyful instead of just checking shit off your list, you know? Um, so I think that's one thing that is really important for me. Um, taking time to be present, whether that's, um, whether that's just in kind of a, a, of a, of an openness, whether it's a meditative practice, whether it's daily gratitude, uh, whether it's, uh, um, watching a sunset, like just being in presence of, you know, the, the, the beauty and the, and the love and the light in our world and whatever that uh, might look like to you. I also think that it's beneficial for us to be of service. Uh, I think that that is, we, we need to learn how to receive equally because so many people want to be of service, but they don't know how to receive. But I think that service really gets us into our heart and that helps us on a day to day basis, recognize our value. Because what I discovered in, in myself first, and then in so many of my clients, that oftentimes the greatest challenge and the reason that there's so much conflict in and pain in people's lives is because they don't value themselves innately. And so if we can allow ourselves to be of value, and, and, and that, that value then be reflected back to us, I think oftentimes there is, it's a very empowering healing place to be again, if we can receive it. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so there's a question that I like to ask, uh, all my guests in my interviews, and that is what would be your best advice on how people can contribute to the rise of humanity? Hmm. What would be the best advice? Okay. Mm -hmm. First of all, that's a great question that I have to actually <laughs> think about for a moment. Um, you know, I guess I'm going to go back to this. Um, I think if we are the greatest expression of ourselves that we can be and in moment to moment that changes, but I do think that the highest expression of love is joy and it's the thing that most of us like don't take the time to do we feel guilty we feel like okay well I should have gotten these things done instead of went and played for a little while but I think that the ripple effect of joy is such a high vibrational expression of love that the more joy we have the ripple effect of that is that it it automatically allows others to take that time for joy and then that ripple effect is it automatically um, allows others and then it starts to teach our, our our families and our and our students and our clients and our children uh, because most of us weren't taught to 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 be in joy most of our, us were taught to do not to be and because joy is the highest expression of love 
that is also the highest vibration that we can reach for. And, uh, and I think it's challenging for most of us. So it's always good to have a challenge, right? Yeah. And I, I love the opportunity to, to challenge ourselves outside of what's comfortable for us. Yeah. I love that answer. And, um, something you mentioned there about the ripple effect, because I think one of the, the great things and that I've realized in my life is when you improve your own life and you, you know, you do great things that, you know, light you up, you're also, you know, you're leading, lighting the way yes. for other people to go and do yes. the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, we had, uh, here in the United States, um, this past fall, we had a lot of, um, um, hurricanes, and uh, I had a lot of students that were, you know, devastated by the hurricanes here in the in the states. And uh, one of the messages that came to me or through me when that was just in the beginning stages, when it just started happening, was spirit reminded me that <clears throat> instead of all of us getting into the fear of what could happen and having people that would lose their entire their entire island. Um, is instead of getting into the fear of what would happen is I'm a lighthouse. And that was the, that was, so we did some memes and some images and we, we affirmed it. Like I am the lighthouse. We will hold the light for you when you can't see it because the lighthouse, the light's always on. And what the lighthouse does is it shines a light so other people can find their way. And if each one of us is raising our vibration is contributing to that, um, higher consciousness and shining our lights, then we can shine the lights for the moments that other people forget that they even have one. It never goes out. It's always there, but sometimes we forget that we have it. And so that's been a, a kind of a, a leading message this year for me personally. And, 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 and a rem, reminder for me is I am a lighthouse. And as I am the lighthouse, then I automatically remind others that they are as well. Yeah, that's an awesome met metaphor. I love that lighthouse. I have to remember that one. It's brilliant. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so what does the uh, what does the future hold then for you? Is there anything you know about your work or anything that you'd like to you know share with the listeners and uh, or just what about about what you're doing today? Yeah. What does the future hold for me? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to plan on a little more joy and a little more fun and some meeting some great people. You know, we have a couple of cool things coming up when we we're speaking earlier at the very beginning of this conversation around uh, kind of getting out of the environment that you're in. That's one of the things I love to do is I, I love to travel and I love to learn through other people and, and get out of the environment I'm in. And so we've got actually a couple of, of retreats. We've got one in Cancun in April and then we are um, taking a group to Thailand in November. Uh, and we always do Sedona, Arizona, which is a popular destination every year to, you know, to help people recognize uh, themselves in a different environment with different people and see themselves from a, a higher and greater perspective. So that's one of the things that uh, I'm excited about for this coming year is, you know, is the opportunity to do some travel and and uh and and help people you know remember uh who they really are and and to discover uh parts of them that maybe they haven't even been uh, aware of so that's an exciting thing i love travel and i love teaching we're actually going to be all over we're doing a lot of travel this year every month we have 
have an event somewhere outside of, of the U.S. starting in Fe- or outside of the state starting in February. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And do you just want to share then to uh, just finish off with with the listeners where they can uh, find out more about that stuff? Sure. Yeah. So of course my website, which is my name, Sunny S U N N Y Don D A W N John Stun J O H N S T O N dot com Sunny Don Johnston dot com and I do a lot of live stuff on Facebook. So if you're on my my fan page on Facebook, you can go to, and I'm on there usually two or three times a week doing some kind of live video or teaching. And uh, and I also have a very active live community called Soul Food with Sunny, that food for your soul, that uh, is soulfoodwithsunny.com that has a lot of great free information. And then there's um, a whole community there as well. So lots of ways to get a hold of me, and I'm definitely active and and I uh, always want to connect with people. That's my that's a favorite part of what I do. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, um, well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you for coming on and sharing your knowledge and the work you are doing with the listeners. It's much appreciated. Thank you so much for inviting me. I, I appreciate it. And I look forward to, uh, to, uh, the, the, uh, the energy moving with all of us. So thank you so much. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you. So that is all for today, guys. I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed today's show and gotten some great takeaways from this uh, conversation and this episode. So uh, be sure to check out Sonny's work on the web. I'll put all the links that you need in the show notes for you to check out. So that's all for today, guys. I'll catch you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye.